Welcome back to Magic Mondays, everybody. It's Brandon here with you over at Tea Time Reports, bringing you the latest episode of the Orlando Magic NBA basketball team coverage over here on the pod. And I'm, I'm doing so in a little bit of a down, disappointed mood in regards to this team and their performance as of late. Uh, we've fallen down to eighth place in the Eastern Conference as of right now. Um, as of the last episode, we've played seven games. We're two and five in those seven games. And I don't know, man. It's The schedule's not getting any easier. We're, the injury bug has hit us as hard as it has all year. I mean, we've been dealing with it since the start of the season, and you've seen us battle through it time and time again, whether it was the nine-game winning streak or being up in the top four at the Eastern Conference at one point. And now it's just starting to catch up to us. To us, And it's, it's a little bit of a shame, but I don't want to dwell on it too much. Let's get into those games. Let's get into my magic munch, my magic stars of the week, and the rest of the coverage and news and predict and sort of preview the upcoming schedule for the magic. The first game starting off was a loss at home, which doesn't happen a lot. We fell to 13-5 at home. We lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 113 and 92. They just got out to a hot start in the first quarter, um, ending the first quarter ahead 33 to 16. Then they finished the second quarter outscoring us 34 to 21. So we were down well by 20 points already at halftime. Carl Anthony Towns had 28 points, 23 of which was in the first half. The Timberwolves improved to 26 and 10 maintaining their position as the number one team in the Western Conference. I mean, we only shot 36.2% from the field in this game compared to Minnesota's 53.8 and their 40% shooting from the three-point line. That's not ever, ever, ever going to be any type of recipe for success at all in the association. Mo Wagner was our leading scorer with 21 points. Um, like I said, Towns had 28. Gobert had 21 and 12 rebounds. Mike Conley had a double-double. I mean, honestly, the biggest bright spot in this was Mo Wagner coming off the bench and dropping 21. I mean, Markel Fultz was playing in this game off the bench, got limited minutes in his return. Halloween Carroll had a relatively pedestrian game. Jalen Suggs had 20, shot 50% from the three-point line. You like to see that. Um, other than that, <laughs> I really just don't have much to speak about on this game. Uh, even though we outscored them in the second half, man, it was just too much of an onslaught in the first half. and. We just weren't able to overcome it. It was just too strong. And, yeah, we, we lost a tough one at home where we were just cold that night with our shots. And there's really not much else to say about it. So moving on to the next one, we went down south to Miami to take on the Heat and a nail-biter of, uh, of a loss. Uh, I, hated, I hated seeing this one, man. I, I always hate losing to the Heat, especially in this fashion. Boncaro had 25 points. Duncan Robinson was the leading scorer for the Heat with 23 um, Bam Adebayo had the dagger, the 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 mid-range jumper from the free uh, from the free throw line late in the fourth quarter as time was ticking down to secure the win, 99 to 96. We shot a lot better from the field in this game. Eh, not a lot better, but I mean 8% better. We shot 84, eight, uh, not 84. We shot 44, 45% from the field this game, 30% from the three-point line. This was just a battle of good defense and really mid and pedestrian offense you know once again we were down at half by one point and it was just a very very low scoring and boring second half 
that was tough and gritty when it came down to it. But like I said, Duncan Robinson was just a little bit too much. Bam Adebayo was just a little bit too much. Chuma KK had 16 points. That was cool to see. Paulo had um, 25, 8, and 6. Mo Wagner again with 19 points off the bench. You'd like to see that back-to-back games out of him. But yeah, Adebayo had 21. Jaquez, the rookie for Miami, had 19. And if we would have shot just a little bit better, if we would have had Franz Wagner, per se, as well, I think we come away with this game. But this was a uh, somewhat of a throwback game, you know. A team won without scoring 100 points. Neither team scored 100 points in this game. Um, Betting-wise, Miami was favored by one and a half. I would not have touched this with a 10-yard fucking stick. Um, the over-under definitely hit the under as well. So this was a tough game betting-wise, a tough game as a Magic fan. And we're now losing the season series to them 2 nothing at this point. So moving on to the next one, Oklahoma Thunder um, is who we go on the road to face in this game. And this game was, it was close for the most part. I was very interested in this game because we know how the Thunder are doing this year. They improved to 27-11 and 11 after this win, 112-100. to 100. They end up tying Minnesota at the time for first place in the Western Conference. We know about their offensive star power. We know about SGA. He dropped 37 points on us in this game, 11 out of 12 from the free throw line. He really just, it's insane the rate that this guy's getting to the free throw line now. Even Anthony Edwards is coming out and talking about it. I mean, we shot better than them from the field. We shot very poorly from the three-point line, and we also almost doubled them in turnovers. So once again, like you're just sitting here and you're breaking down these games, and it's just right there in plain sight as to why we're losing these games, you know. And it's, it's somewhat of a good thing, though, like hindsight. Like you really don't have to dig deep to find out what the problems are, and they can sort of attack it at its at its root, at its core. You know what I'm saying? Um, a bad beat for betting, though. Um, OKC was favored by 11 and a half in this game. They won by 12. Um, the over under once again, the under hit in this one. But yeah, I think this this was just a game where OKC, once again, just too much, man. They had a good second quarter, a good third quarter, outscoring us by 11 in those two quarters. And once again, we just couldn't play catch up, uh, you know, well enough because we just pretty much tied with them in the fourth quarter. And that's three games in a row that we've dropped now. We fall to 21 and 18. We're really poor on the road this year, um, especially matching up against a team like Oklahoma City. That's very good. At home, we had 20 points from Paulo, only 14 from Caleb Houston, 14 from Cole Anthony, even 13 from Caleb Black. No one else had more than nine. So, yeah, just that's back-to-back games where, one, we score 96. The other, we score um, – no, that's three games in a row. Just three games in a row that this offense has just really sort of hit a brick wall. You know, we had 92 against the Timberwolves. We had 96 against the Heat. We had only 100 against the Thunder. I mean, it's improvement. Um, but then following it up in this next game, though it was a win, it was another game that we were below 100 points, and that was against the Knicks. We go on the road to Madison Square Garden. We face up against the New York Knicks, and we come away with a close victory, 98-94. Um, to Another game that was decided with two teams with less than 100 points. Paulo Bencaro had 20 points in this game. We shot relatively well from the floor at 45%, shot decent from the three-point line. Did not turn the ball over really at all in this game. Eight turnovers for NBA games really good. Out-rebounded them. So we did our part. We played the defense that we know we can play. And this is, though it was a win, like I said, a very concerning win, a concerning stretch after losing three in a row. We got a close win here without even scoring 100 points to knock that losing streak out of the window. 
And that's not something that you want to rely on, you know? It really isn't. But, I mean, we dominated the points in the paint. We dominated the assists. We dominated the rebounds. So, we did the things that we had to do in the nitty-gritty aspects of the game. We only held them to 16 points in the fourth quarter. So, you like to see that, you know? Coming away with a win like this. It is a gritty one after losing three in a row. It's easy to let this game fall. But, I mean, you just look at the starting lineup, man. Okiki, Paulo Bancaro, Jojo Badatze, Jalen Suggs, Caleb Houston. It's hard to really get much offense going with this team, man. Like, it's, once again, Bancaro had 20. Um, Carter had 17 off the bench. Cole Anthony had 15 off the bench. Then Okiki had 15 in the line, start lineup with Bancaro. The other three starters combined for 14 points. You know? That's just too inconsistent, and it's not going to be any type of recipe for success, especially with the schedule that we have, and especially with the goal that maybe the team might not have set, but I at least have set for this team. And I think they would feel the same way. Obviously, the playoff is the goal year in and year out, and we started out really strong, really good, even with the injuries, and we were looking like a team where I was saying, like, like look, our ceiling, at best, five seed, in my opinion. Floor playing tournament finishing like the ninth spot, eighth spot where we're at now. But we're trending sort of towards the ladder, and we got to right, right the ship quick. You know, we got the all-star break a little under a half, month and a half away. We're sitting in that eighth spot. I would like to see us creep up until that, like, sixth spot before then. But only time will tell. Moving on to the next game, a heartbreaking loss to Atlanta on the road. Um, in a buzzer-beating fashion, Deontay Murray. Had a buzzer beater against us in this game. And the very next night, I forget who it was, but had a buzzer beater in that game as well. He's playing for um, his his contract pretty much. I mean, he's a lot of he's involved in a lot of trade rumors. I know he's going into a contract year, I believe. So shout out to him, even though he did put us away with a gut wrenching buzzer beater. Paulo had 26 in this game. Got to the line quite a bunch in this game. Nine for 11. I I like to see that from him because you know that his free throw shooting. Is one of his weak points, you know, but this was a very, very, very even game. I mean, tied after the first quarter, only up by two at halftime, down by two heading into the fourth quarter, and the fourth quarter, both teams scored 28 points, which resulted in a two-point loss. Um, one thing that has been saying out to me in these in these games is that the turnovers have been staying down, even though we haven't been winning games. But once again, very poor night shooting from the three-point line, and it's just consistently throughout this year we've been seeing the same flaws and the same faults the same things that are holding us back Paulo looked good with 26 points Jojo had a double double Jalen Suggs had 16 we had good production from the bench Wendell Carter had a really good game with 18 points five rebounds but once again man without Cole Anthony really playing the way that he's used to be playing I mean he was three for ten for ten points in this game without Franz Wagner we're just missing a lot of spark offensively man and it's really starting to show uh, moving on to the next one, another loss in this game back home. That's two losses in a row at home. Philadelphia 76ers come into town, and Embiid and Tyrese Maxey both just put on a clinic. They both scored over 30 points, and they just did a win in dominating fashion by 15 points. I mean, we were up by two after the first quarter. They took the lead after a big second quarter at halftime, and they really just shut us down in the third quarter. That led to a... Uh, Big fourth quarter for the Sixers as well. And we just, it was just too little, too late for the Magic. Embiid was just too strong. Maxi was just too strong. I mean, 36 from Embiid, 32 from Maxi. You know, when you have 68 points combined from your two stars and you also have Tobias Harris with 12, 
Kelly Oubre with 15, Marcus Morris with 10, and then you only have Bancura with 14, Suggs with 16, and Wendell Carter with 25, and no one else on your team has more than 10 points. You're never, ever, ever going to be the team with the Sixers, man. And, you know, I don't really know what the plan is for this team come trade deadline. I don't know if they're going to make any move at the trade deadline. I don't really expect them to. However, you got to at least pose a question to them. Like, what is out there right now? What can we do? What pieces can we acquire offensively? Because we know defensively that's not con the concern. Yes, we're very depleted offensively, but we're really lacking right now in the point guard position. We're really lacking right now in depth at the three position. And we just, we need that consistent, just 20 points a night out of a guard. We really do, like a starting guard. Or, and it's just, it's hard to find, especially nowadays in this league, but it's definitely out there. And for the right price, who knows what that is, but this team can definitely look to acquire something like that because we have a lot of trade bait. We have a lot of trade value. Once again, man, we're just, minus the injuries, we can see where we're just sort of one step behind these more elite teams. However, rounding out this seven-game stretch, this team did come back home and um, took in the Miami Heat coming up from up south, uh, coming from, coming up from down south and avenging the loss to them just nights ago and just blew them out of the water by 18 points, 105 to 87. Paulo, once again, leading scorer with 20 points. And this was just a cold, cold, cold shooting night for the Heat. It wasn't the most impressive night for the Magic, but we stifled them defensively. We capitalized when we needed to. We shot very good from the field this night. Um, we didn't turn the ball over. We out-rebounded them. Markel Fultz was making plays. Franz Wagner came back in this game and was making plays. And, you know, when you're out-rebounding them, you're dominating points in the paint. You're not fouling as much. At one point, we led this game by 24 points. And just to break down the, sh the, the box score for you guys, um, I told you about Paulo's 20. That was on 50% shooting. Franz had 19. Wendell had 17. Markel Fultz had 12. Jalen Suggs had 11. See, that's our whole starting lineup all with double-digit points. That's what I'm talking about that we're lacking in these other games where we're struggling to barely put over 100 points, though. We still did that in this one, you know, but we're still missing that, like, this was Franz's first game back, you know. We're still due at least six, seven more points from him when he's in his burger. I'm saying with Paulo. Um, Double-double from Paulo, though. You like to see that. He's racking those up on this season. Everybody in on our roster logged at least three minutes, so it was one of those games from Coach Mo. I like to see that, but... You know, I said it earlier in this episode, I hate when we lose to the Heat and ending up this poor seven-game stretch with a uh, bounce-back win against a team that just beat us. You know, you can never be mad about that. So at least that's something to hang your hat on. Then moving into the magic munch of the week, I got to go with a man, Cole Anthony. This was someone I had such high expectations for. I was calling for this man to be sixth man of the year this season, and he's just been too inconsistent. Over the last eight games, he's only averaging 7.4 points. 2.8 rebounds, just under two assists. He's shooting 36% from the field and only 21% from the three-point line. I mean, Tuma KK is averaging as many points as this guy, Cole Anthony, over the last eight games, and that just should not be the case. So as much as I hate to do it, I, I, I got to, man. I got to hold him accountable. I expect more out of this guy. He expects more out of himself. And hopefully the trend of me putting players in the magic months of the week continues of – them popping off the following week and getting into my magic stars are just looking good because it's happened time and time again it's even happened this past week and a half which you'll see here in a second 
Moving on to my Magic Stars of the Week. You know how it is. I got three of them. My third one this week, not Franz Wagner, but his other brother, Mo Wagner, off the bench this week. He's been playing really well and not Colette Anthony's absence, of course, because he's been playing, but Cole Anthony's absence from the stat sheet. He's averaging 12 points over four rebounds, just under two assists. He's shooting 58% from the field in the last eight games. He's getting it done from the free, fr- free throw line as well, you know, drawing contact, and he's executing at the free throw line when he does get there. And he's also fourth in scoring um, throughout the whole entire team over the last eight games, which usually is not a stat that you would expect to hear. So shout out to him. It's definitely well-deserved of this third star for this last week and a half. Moving on to the second star. Yes, I'm just as shocked as you are. He's not the Magic Star of the Week, which very arguably could have been. You know, he's always in that consideration. I mean, it's Paulo Banchero, number one overall pick, rookie of the year bonafide stud you know how it is over the last eight games he's averaged over 20 points over six rebounds just under five assists he's really brought the turnovers down now on this season just at two and a half per game over the last eight um, he's shooting a little bit poor from the three-point line over the last eight games and i think if it's not for that over this stretch and he was if, if he would have been shooting from the three-point line the way he's been shooting this season which is more of like a high 30s clip he would have been easily averaging 25, 26 plus over this last stretch of eight games because he's been good. He's had to. It's just been him. You know, no Franz before this heat game. Everyone else has been injured. Um, but free throws continue to be an issue for him, minus that game where he was 9 for 11. But moving on to the Magic Star of the Week. For the first time this season, this was a guy that was in the Magic Munch. This was a guy I was saying we have so much more expectations for, and I hope to see it. And we have seen it over the last week and a half. That's right. That's Wendell. Carter Jr. just had a great game starting against the Heat with 17 points, 9 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 assists, plus 21 in that category. Over the, He's only played 5 games over the last 7. However, in those 5 games, he's averaging 17.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 steal per game. He's shooting 65% from the field and 50% from the 3-point line, and he's 2nd in the team in free throw shooting over the last game. But I can't say enough about him. This is exactly what i've been wanting to see out of this guy yes i know he's been hurt and i even said i'm not going to hold that against him too much but i had to pick somebody and he filled into that role and i'm glad i did because look that trend continued once again putting someone in that magic munch and now look what has come of him just games days a week and a half after but i think that's a a good spot to end it off here thank you all so much for tuning in with me once again i uh I've really enjoyed this, honestly, doing the Magic coverage, following this team, just diving deeper into my fandom the same way I have with the Bears, the same way I did with the Rays this past season as well. And it couldn't really have been at a better time because this team is really just trending up, just like the Rays, just like the Bears, in my opinion. You know, we have a very solid foundation here that we have built with Franz Wagner, with Paulo Banchero, with Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and... Cole Anthony's future, I feel like, is in question the most out of all, all of them. However, I really do like the direction and the culture that is being built here. These guys are still the second youngest, maybe even the youngest team in all of the association. Coach Mosley has really got these guys ra- rallied behind the culture and the purpose that he's trying to push here. And, you know, and like, time's going to be running out. You know, it is still a rebuild. We're in the middle of it. But another two, three years from now, if this team is not a... Uh, perennial top four team in the Eastern Conference, then I would consider that a failure, unfortunately. But I do not think that's going to be a case at all. I think we're on that direction. I think we're going to reach that and even surpass that. 
So once again, this is Brandon. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of Magic Mondays. We have a tough schedule coming up. Make sure you guys tune in for the next episode. I'm going to be breaking down all of the upcoming games and all of the upcoming action, just like I always do with the best of my ability. As always, stay awake. Take care. I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.